You are Locked On MLB, your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the daily podcast where we talk about all of Major League Baseball. And I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. This show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. Hey, this podcast is available on the Himalaya podcasting app and also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Podbean, Player FM, all the places you get podcasts. You can listen to the show directly on the website, Locked on MLB. Check us out on Twitter at Locked on MLB. Check us out on Instagram, Locked on MLB. You can follow me, your pal Sully, at Sully Baseball, at Twitter, at Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. You get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On MLB, or check out some of the other terrific shows on the Locked On Podcast Network. It really is your team every day. Well, hey, uh, one of the big milestones of the year is now over. And the All-Star game was played. It was a good game. I don't think it was a great game. I thought it was a good game. Anytime you have a one-run game in the ninth inning, that's, that's a positive thing. Uh, there's a couple things that I would tweak in our All-Star game experience and one major shift I would have in it. But let's just talk briefly about the game itself. It was a, a competitive game, obviously. It was a fast game. It was a really fast-moving game. The, it was one nothing in the bottom of the fifth. And, of course, the final score was 4-3. to three. Uh, the National League finally put a little bit of a rally together in the eighth, but couldn't get that tying run in. And in the end, the Roldis Chapman went back on the mound where he let up the Rajai Davis home run, and that was, uh, and he got the final out. You know, they did the thing where Sabathia goes out and did the whole uh, pitching coach thing with Chapman with two outs in the ninth. I thought it would be great if the National League brought out Rajay Davis right there. I, I don't know. You know what? I honestly don't know if he's still playing. I, that's, I'm 100% serious. You, you could look up and say, oh, he's with the Marlins this year. I have absolutely no idea, and quite frankly, I don't have the energy right now to look that up. But I just thought it would be really funny if, if, you know, there's Chapman on the verge of clinching the All-Star game and, and out comes Davis. Uh, there's... There was a great uh, choice to give the MVP to Bieber, who struck out the side in his one inning of work. I would have given him the Who Owns Baseball as a pitcher. Uh, I think there would have been a great argument for the All-Star Game MVP to, uh, to Gallo of the Texas Rangers, who homered. There may have been an opportunity to give it to Brantley of the Astros, who got the got the scoring started. Now, uh, oh, and also uh, in the National League, I, you have to give props to uh, uh, Blackman, who got a big home run. But that was just about the extent of the uh, offense uh, from the National League. It was not a really great offensive showing from them. Uh, oh, but you know what? maybe I'd have to give it to Alonzo. You know, maybe maybe I'll give the half wob to Alonso, who got the two-run single and made a very nice play at first base defensively. Now, it it was a fun, it was a fun game. 
the All-Star game is, is always enjoyable, I think, because it's just a fun celebration of baseball. Now, here's a couple little tweaks before I get to my major tweak, of course. Or I, Actually, let's say one more positive thing. Because you wear different hats at the All-Star game than you do for the regular season. Some years, they've been awful. There have been some times, like, oh, God, take that off your head. Just wear your regular cap. What are you doing? But this year, they, the, the All-Star caps were mainly just the regular cap. They had the star on either side of the logo on their cap. And where the seams are on the cap, they have it be uh, uh, the alternate color. Like if it was the Yankees, they had a, a white stripe on the seams. If it was the Astros, it was an orange stripe. And thus and so. I got to say, some of them it looked bad. With the Yankees hat like that, it looked like a hostess cupcake. And so I'm, I'm you know, hard pass on that. Some of them looked great. The Oakland A's with the green hat with the yellow stripes on there, that looked terrific. The Mets cap, which was blue with the orange stripes on there, I, I, that, was, that was great. Those are great. Make that be the hat. Throw them in there. I mean, I, I'm, I'm all for making the hats cool and, and uh, you know, uh, go for it. Absolutely. I would love to see the Mets try that out for a year. You know, what is it going to do? Give them bad luck? Now, uh, let's talk about a couple of quick things before I talk about my major overhaul, which every All-Star game, I feel like I'm vindicated. I'm correct. Now, I'm looking at the box score right now. And there are two things that bother me about the box score. And that is the, the hitter's box score, the pitcher's box score. Now, this was the situation with the American League pitchers. There was nine innings. They used nine pitchers. And that's it. Everyone pitched one inning. Okay? Hand of the Cleveland Indians did not pitch particularly well. He let up two runs in his one inning. Uh, and Hendricks of Oakland struck out three batters, but he also let up a solo home run. Okay. The National League, uh, Ryu faced four batters. Then everyone pitched one inning except for Woodruff, who pitched two-thirds of an inning, and Will Smith of San Francisco pitched one-third of an inning. Now, I'm not saying I want to have a starting pitcher go nine in the All-Star game. I, I understand that's bananas. I understand that you're mainly going to see relief pitchers. You may see one or two starting pitchers, but most of them are going to be relief pitchers, and there's a reason for that. Starting pitchers are used to pitching on a certain rest and coming at the beginning of the game. Relief pitchers are used to jumping into the game in the middle. And so you don't want to risk the arm of your pitcher just to get on the mound and start throwing some pitches. You'd rather make sure that they're nice and healthy down the stretch. And if you have six or seven relief pitchers on your roster, boom, 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 get them all out of the way. I would like to see this one tiny thing changed. I made this point on the old podcast. I'm going to make it again here. It's an honor to be the starting pitcher of the All-Star game. It's, a, it's a, something you wear with pride. Now, this year, it was Ryu of Los Angeles 
and Justin Verlander starting now as a member of the Houston Astros. Verlander faced, I believe he faced three batters. Verlander threw, how many pitches did he throw? I'm looking right here. Verlander threw 14 pitches. End of his night, and he gets to scream that the balls are juiced. Ryu faced four batters and then called it a night. Now, that means that Justin Verlander faced Yelich, Baez, and Freeman. By the time Bellinger, the MVP uh, in the clubhouse, basically, for the National League, came up, he was facing Masahiro Tanaka of New York. Here's my problem with that. And this would be my one rule regarding the starting pitching. If you are named the All-Star Game starter, you need to face at least the first nine batters. You, the whole idea is seeing the stars face off against each other. And you have Ryu and Verlander. And go out there and face the first nine down. Of course, if you mow them down, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, you pitch three innings, great. And, and, you know, take a seat. Chances are someone will get on base. Do you know why? You're facing nothing but all-stars. But, I mean, I, I don't... I'm not trying to wear anyone's arm down here. But at least give us a chance to see that matchup. I mean, that's part of the coolness of being named the all-star game starter. On the same front, by the time we got to the ninth inning... It was a one-run game, and the NL All-Stars were up. But long gone were Bellinger. Long gone were Yelich. Long gone were Baez. Long gone were Arenado. Long gone were Marte, Acuna. All the big stars with the game on the line. Wouldn't you want to see the big stars? Okay, it's the ninth inning. Let's see the big stars come up. And if they had tied the game... When you want to say, okay, is Trout coming up? Is uh, J.D. Martinez coming up? Is Bregman coming up? No. They're all in their street clothes at this point. I think that if you're, let's, let's call it this. Obviously, you're trying to get people into the game, but, I mean, who cares if someone didn't play? Seriously, I'm as big a Red Sox fan as you're going to meet. I didn't care that Xander Bogarts and Mookie Betts came into the game. I didn't care. I don't. I would much rather see the big stars at bat in the ninth. So either you do one of these two things. Either you say the top vote-getter, the absolute top vote-getter, plays nine innings. Or the top vote-getter, you, know, the, the, you, you vote for the all-stars and you get the starters. The runners-up in each position are the ones playing at the end. Just, just something. Mix it up. I want. I mean, look, if one of the guys got a big home run at the end, if we saw, you know, Grandal or DeJong or McNeil hit a home run, that's great. They're all having wonderful years. But wouldn't you rather see a star hit that big hit? I mean, hey, Mike Trout's in the game. Hey, it's the third inning. He's gone. I want to see the stars play at least a little bit longer. The elite stars. Not everybody. But just, we designate. 
That could be the vote getter. Actually, I just thought of this. Me spitballing here, I just came up with an idea. When the stars are announced, there comes the one more vote. Who do you want for all nine? The all nine. And the fans vote. Who do you want to see? And it'd probably be Trout, it'd probably be Yelich or whomever. That would be fun. At least give us a shot of it. Now, when I come back from this break, I'm going to talk a little bit about something that I have already talked about on the show. But man, tonight showed, at least to me personally, that I'm kind of right about this. I think it's important to learn the origins of things because we can demystify the genesis of certain events and certain rituals we have in our life if we know that their roots are in something that isn't, I don't know, sacred. What am I talking about? The All-Star Game is the Midsummer Classic. It's part of baseball tradition. It's the beautiful, unofficial halfway mark of the season. It is a fantastic tradition going all the way back to the 1930s and has been a wonderful milestone in baseball and a wonderful oh ritual that we all have. But you have to ask yourself, how did it start? I'll tell you how it started. It started because baseball was in trouble. In the 1930s, baseball, like everything else, was not doing well financially. And so they wanted to do something to sort of drum up some publicity and, and play to the crowd and drum up some interest as the season sort of lagged in the middle of the year. And a National League All-Star versus American League All-Star exhibition in Chicago was founded and it was such it was at the I believe it was the World Fair was in Chicago. And it was such a tremendous success that they did it again next year and the next year and it became a, a tradition in baseball. But it was founded based upon owners saying, ah, we gotta do something to jazz some things up. We gotta play to the crowd a little bit here. And it was put in the middle of the summer, as as I said before, to beat that sort of the lag in the middle of the in the middle of July, but also because that's when the World's Fair was happening in Chicago. And in the mid to the early to mid thirties, that was the right time to do it. That's when the media was newspaper, radio, and film. That's when baseball had a much stronger stranglehold on the national spotlight. Well, the fact that we keep the All-Star game in the middle of the season for tradition purposes, I think is a little absurd. I like tradition when it's harmless. I'm not a fan of it when it's hurtful. I believe, I firmly believe, that the season has to begin with the All-Star break. I've been a broken record about this, but think about some of the rituals that we saw. Obviously, the the most obvious thing about having the year start with it is you get to use the stats for the entire season. I guarantee you there is going to be one, maybe as many as two players who we look at and we say, wait a minute, they were an all-star? Because they'll have a crappy second half. 
There's also going to be someone who has an outstanding second half and becomes a big reason why their team makes it to the postseason. And they will get consideration for the MVP, for the Cy Young Award. And they said, you know what? He wasn't an all-star this year. What? He wasn't an all-star? Remember when Jake Arrieta dominated the National League en route to winning the National League Cy Young Award in 2015 and torpedoed the Pittsburgh Pirates season on the wildcard game, a year where the Pirates probably would have won the pennant if they had won the wildcard game? Arrieta wasn't an all-star that year. Do you know why? He was good the first half. He wasn't great, but he had a spectacular second half. We penalize players for having a good second half, which in many ways is the crunch time of the season. But also, today's pageantry, and it was fun. The pageantry is fun. The celebration of baseball is fun. But it also it's, it feels like a remnant of that first all-star game of the 30s, which was... The novelty of that game was the National League never played the American League. So the idea of, I know Carl Hubble was in the next All-Star game of the year after. The, the, the idea of all these great players in the, the American League facing off against the National League, that just wasn't going to happen. Well, now it happens all the time. And so the novelty of that isn't as strong. But to have it at the beginning of the year... Say, oh, I miss baseball. Oh, baseball's back, and here are all the stars. That that line, when they all line up along the first base and the third base line, and they step forward and they tip their cap, which, in my opinion, is the best part of the game. That's my favorite part when they introduce the players and they all step forward and they tip their hat. I really don't care if they play or not. I really don't. But when they all line up, I get goosebumps every time. I watch it on YouTube, some of the ones from the past. Because it's fun as hell to watch that. To step forward, to tip the hats, and yeah, you're an all-star this year. Tip your hat. Enjoy the festivities. Now picture it, that that's how we begin the year. All, all your heroes are back. Based upon the performance of the whole season. Not just between April and the middle of June. And so... It becomes a way to say, hello, baseball. Instead of it being, let's give the sport a little bit of a goose in the middle of the year, hello, baseball. Picture all of the pageantry that happened today, including Sabathia and Sandy Alabar coming out for the first pitch, all lining up in their uniforms, some of them in different uniforms than you last saw them. Michael Brantley gets to get a wave to the fans and everything. It'd be fun. And I was watching and going like, what a great start to the season this would be. This isn't the first time I mentioned it. It may not be the last. But when I was watching today, I just thought to myself, said, wouldn't this be a great start? Wouldn't this be a wonderful way to kick it all off? Like, we got a long, long slog here. But let's have fun. And you, when you looked at all those players, it reminds you of how great they were the year before. Little reminders of their stats that this person was great, that guy was great, he hit this, he hit that. He struck out this player. Oh, he was the World Series MVP, too. 
I would have a couple of automatic bids. If you won the MVP, if you won the Cy Young, if you won the Rookie of the Year, you're automatically in the All-Star Game. If you were the World Series MVP, yeah, that would mean Steve Pierce would be there. But do you know what? None of us knew at the beginning of the year that Steve Pierce was going to have a lost season. It would have been a moment to say, oh, when we last left baseball, Steve Pierce was hitting home runs left and right. Mainly, mainly to left field. It's just something to think about. That if the reason you're keeping the All Star Game in September is, and in sorry, in July, is out of tradition, then rethink it because tradition's a very weak argument to do something, especially when you know that the true origin of it was, we got to do something, we got to adapt to the times. We have to adapt to the times. Started the All Star Game. So let's adapt to the times. It was a fun, fun all-star game. Be a better way to start the season. But hey, we're now past the all-star break, and we're, we are more than halfway through the season. So the next stop, the trade deadline. And we'll see what's going to happen there. But the all-star game, fun at the wrong time of the year, but still fun. So we're going to keep doing this every week and every day of every week. That came out wrong. I'm not even going to edit that. Make sure to catch this show on the Himalaya Podcasting app. Go to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Podbean, Player FM, you know, all those places. Go to the website, Lockdown MLB. Get in your car. Tell your smart device to play Podcast Lockdown MLB. Or check out some of the other terrific shows on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It truly is your team every day. Well, one all-star game is done. On to the rest of the season. This has been the Lockdown MLB Podcast with your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.